This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. But to the doubters, the naysayers, to everyone who gave me hell and said I could not, that I would not, that I must not, your resistance made me stronger made me push harder, made me the fighter that I am today, made me the woman that I am today. So thank you. That was Madonna at this year's Billboard Woman of the Year Award, which she won. And if you haven't heard the whole thing, I would highly recommend you do. Why? This we will tell you in a little bit later, because you are listening to The Awful and Awesome Entertainment Trap with me, Dipanjana Pal. And me, Raj Shisen. And as we head closer and closer to the end of the year, we have melancholy coming over us because there are web series that are being edited unnecessarily. There are letdowns also from the world of the web, by which we mean the first episode of The Trip, which we were very excited about when we saw the trailer. But we'll tell you why it's not quite so exciting now that we've watched episode one. On the plus side, there are fun movies coming our way. Listen up. Subhash Kapoor was last in the news for rather unsavory reasons. <laughs> yes. um, we shouldn't laugh, it's very serious. Don't laugh, it's all very I'm serious. Sorry. In 2014, Mr. Hmm. Kapoor, who is not related to the Kapoor dynasty of uh, Bollywood, was accused by an actress, Geetika Tyagi, of molestation. Hmm. And... Uh, the good news is that this film that he has done has nothing to do with molestation of any sort. Yeah. There is no controversy of any kind surrounding it. It is simply the sequel to his other film, Jolly LLB, and it's called Jolly LLB 2, starring Akshay Kumar and Huma Qureshi. So the first one had Arshad Warsi in it. Yes. And... Uh as the name should give you all an idea, it's about a lawyer. So uh, the second one is also about a lawyer and Akshay Kumar is in it. It's a, Even the first one was a mix of comedy and slightly serious. So this is the same. So he starts off as a bumbling lawyer and then he has to fight a case for corruption, I think. Well, the first one was actually inspired by the hit and run case of Sanjeev Nanda. Yeah. Um, and there was a little reference to the Priyadarshini Mattu case as well. Uh, the film was a little bit of a hit and miss, but it was uh, it won the national award for best feature film. It was then remade into Tamil, and uh, Jolly LLB two apparently is inspired by real life events again. Um, now it's worth keeping in mind that mm. Subhash Kapoor actually began his life as a journalist oh. and a political journalist, no mm. less. Now, like most trailers, I think you kind of get pretty much everything that's going yeah, to happen. You know what's going to happen. And you uh, know who the hero is and you know it will be a happy ending. Good to know. Yeah. We also know that Akshay Kumar will be doing serious acting because, drum roll, 
He has a thick moustache. There's a reason why the Panjana has stressed on thick moustache because there are actors who have earlier had thin moustaches, but those are not serious cinema. Case in point, uh, Dabang. Dabang. <laughs> Dabang. But yeah, are you looking forward to Jolly LLB too? Uh, are no. you a fan of Akshay Kumar? Uh, <laughs> so I wasn't. I will be absolutely no, no. So honest. I, I don't dislike, like I can't bear Sunil Shetty. See it. That for in comparison, I can happily watch an Akshay Kumar film, but I would not fall over myself to go and watch an Akshay Kumar So I would have fallen over myself to not watch an Akshay Kumar film for a very long time. And then he grew older. And something quite wonderful happened. No, so I think this film holds promise because it looked, at least the trailer looks funny. The first one was also, uh, it was a bright comedy. It wasn't uh, slapstick at all. The other trailer that came out this week... Which is also so sensible. Also starts with J. Mm, it's a trend, people. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. As blighted projects go, Jagga Jasus is right up there because Anurag Basu has wanted to make this film for years. First, didn't get the money for it. Then after Barfi became a success, it was, hmm. you know, kind of good to go. Then there were rumors that it got delayed because Katrina Kaif and Ranbir Kapoor, the lead pair in the film, uh, were then dating off screen as well. And then they broke up and that apparently threw shooting into a fix. Yeah. Um, that, of course, Basu has later on said was entirely untrue. And they are apparently far more professional now that they are not dating. <laughs> I believe Which is him? not a good thing to say about actors, <laughs> but I must hey, say. As long as it works out. But here's the thing. This is the first look at what is a reasonably anticipated film because everybody loved Barfi. <laughs> Jagga Jasus is supposed to be about uh, last I had heard. Let's put it this way. It was supposed to be about a young man who's looking for his father who's missing. Why this involves lions, ostriches and... Katrina Kaif. Yeah, I don't understand. And also, if you see the trailer and you don't know this, that this is the background of the film, you would not get that he's looking for his father. What jars the most is that uh, Shashwato Chatterjee who is a Bengali actor, this man is supposed to be, supposed to have fathered a son who looks like Ranbir Kapoor. Look, this is every Bengali man's pipe dream. That we will be small brown dumplings yeah. and give birth to kind of Aryan looking yeah, Punjabi chaps. So I think first of all, Ranbir Kapoor should be finding out whether he was adopted by Shashwato Chatterjee. Then he can You might find. just have given away the oh. film. You realize so that. It's, a, it's like... It looks really bizarre, the trailer. Yeah, but, but you know, maybe, it's, who knows? So it's a Disney film, which you can kind of tell because it looks like Barfi meets Lion King. Yeah, that's what. Now it's all making sense. Why are no? there ostriches? Why are there lions? So for all of us who like watching TV shows uninterrupted and we don't want to wait every week to watch one episode of it and we want to see what's happening abroad, especially... Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime TV has been launched in India finally mm. on the 15th. Which Is was, this a cause for celebration? 
one had thought it was a cause for celebration but one has now realized no it is not because so first of all it has a magnificent collection of right. shows and films regional so what they have a lot of what netflix india doesn't have netflix india has a far smaller collection first of all also netflix india has very few regional films they do mm. have a collection of regional films from india but amazon india has like 30 bengali films 30 hindi films 30 tamil films. you're just spoiled for choice right. and it has some fabulous shows like the man uh in the man the in the high castle based on philip k dick's yeah. very very creepy and it's a lovely idea i feel that what would have happened if germany and japan had won world war 2 but when you watch it any show on amazon india it they've done self censorship nobody's told them to censor so now here's the thing the best thing about netflix yes part of it is not having to watch ads but truly the most uh the biggest reason that i watch things on netflix is that they are not edited at all so nothing there's no beeped nothing. nothing is blurred nothing is cut out nothing so the whole idea of paying even if it is a pittance and so amazon prime is cheap are, yeah they are just 500 rupees for the entire year 499 at while netflix is 650 bucks for each month that's yeah. what you pay yeah. for it so it's far, there's no comparison between the costing but what is the point if anything they're saying like say they say bastard that's just beeped out then i might as well watch tv watch it on tv so they've cut uh, they've blurred the frontal nudity yeah all full frontal nudity is has been thing and then there was another show that show the show with jeremy clarkson's the grand tour it's about them traveling around various countries and cars and all there's an entire section which is missing which mm. is when he was which i think is really funny he was driving around in a car made of animal carcasses one of the animals being the holy cow which but it was an indian as cow as in a regular so cow it is a regular cow okay. not indian holy cow and holy okay. the infidel Our Indian cow. holy cows are sitting on pavements, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so that's fine. So this one had been skinned and all, along with other animals, and this cow had been made. But they cut out this section in anticipation that, with good reason, maybe. But no, that's the whole point. Well, here's the online. thing: I don't think it's with good reason. It's when you go ahead and you anticipate a bad reaction and therefore cut out stuff, mm. you make it. that much easier for censors to say that look they did it so why yeah. can't you so you set a precedence this is very problematic and anything like the whole point of watching a show on netflix and i'm talking about whether it is watching easy which was a series of separate episodes of uh, on relationships where you see orlando bloom's dick basically in right. full glory you see many times over like you really get your fill of seeing Orlando Bloom in the nude you never want to see him nude again or you watch master of none where mm. they are having copious amounts of sex it's just normal stuff you're watching an uninterrupted episode it makes sense as opposed to now when we watch friends on tv and mm. they say beef beef is bleeped out when she's saying tit tits is bleeped out it's just infuriating to have someone else play school teacher for you at this point i would like to say that um if you'd like to have an internet that is free then sometimes you do have to pay for it which is why you should subscribe to news laundry but much more fun i have to say than mm-hmm. subscribing to news laundry is buying some of the merchandise that we have <laughs> this is true <laughs> i am particularly fond of flower power 
which has become my uh, night shirt. And as a result, I can say that I go to sleep with Amit Shah and Narendra Modi, not a line that I had ever thought I would say. And I hope you never see it again. Speaking of disappointments, here's another one. The Trip, directed by Laksha Raj Anand. Hmm. The trailer came out last week. And frankly, when I saw the trailer, I was very excited. Even I was very excited. Tell me why you liked it. So I like the fact that it was, it's about four young women who look, who are working women, as in they aren't college going women, I mean. So they look around 26, 28 or so. And they go on a road trip. And till now, at least, and it's about four friends essentially and their road trip and how much fun it is but the way the friends were shown in the trailer which was it has Malika Dua in it who's excellent she's shown as the Delhi girl and a little brash and uh, loud and outspoken then there's uh, Lisa Hayden whose acting chops I've never really been sure but she looked like this cool chilled out and she was hot chick friend she wasn't artificial looking even in the trailer, yeah. there's also Sapna Pabi and Shweta Tripathi, each of them playing. Yeah. So you get like these four women who are going to go out on, like you said, a road trip. So far, so groovy, totally looking forward to it. Excellent. And then the first episode landed. Yeah. So it begins with... Shweta Tripathi, yeah, Shweta Tripathi getting married or at least engaged. getting an engaged and so she flashes that ring and yeah. we realize that she has essentially three friends with whom she wants to have her last splurge yeah. of singleton. Bachelorette. They yeah. are saying it's there. Now one of these friends is Lisa Hayden based in Sydney. We'll get to her a little bit later because she's the most problematic part of the entire thing. Malika Dua plays Nazia, a Delhi girl who was also a news anchor for a brief period of time. And that part I thought was hilarious. Um, And Shweta Tripathi is the person who's getting married. And Sapna Pabi is her new, new best friend, as it were. Yeah, so the other two are her school best friends. Right. Now, the biggest problem for me in this episode is that it's actually centered on... Lisa Hayden. Yeah, who can't act. It's very sad. She's very nice looking. And when she's on screen, you do tend to look at her because she's so attractive. And But she cannot act and she's in love. So it's about her romance with this uh, chap who's a Channel V. VJ, I've seen him on Channel V. And he's not good there also. So he can't act, she can't act. The two critical characters <laughs> in the first episode, neither of them can act. She is in Sydney only. Exactly. The so other three the are The other in three India. are in Delhi. Yeah, and they are going to drive to Thailand finally for yeah. on their road trip. Now, but uh, this road I will trip, give uh, chops to the director for their you know, product placement being done reasonably well. The yeah. Whisper ad... It's quite cool. Though, it's well that. done. <laughs> yeah, it's well done. The only problem is that her relationship and her interactions with that boy who she's involved with make no sense at all. But the other interactions, even when she's talking to the other friends, that comes across. So the female interactions are quite spot on, even their reaction to the girl getting married. And that thing that you were saying earlier about the kinds of friendship that exist. Three of them are school friends. And then there's yoga friend Sapna Pabi, who is the new... New friend. She's the, like, after you've 
left school you make other friends also shocking. who you also <laughs> shockingly who you also become close to but there's always a tendency even we do it where we'll roll our eyes at something which like your old friends will say to you you're like oh, so stupid and juvenile or again she's getting jealous so there's a friction which is there so that comes across very nicely if it's going to be about lisa hayden's character finding herself i fear this trip is going to be a downer It has just been announced by National Geographic last week that their January 2017 issue mm-hmm. will have a 9-year-old transgender girl Avery Jackson on the cover. And uh so Avery was born a boy and uh, realized around 2 years back which means when she was 7 mm. that she is a girl she likes doing girl things and she's a girl and her parents for the last 2 years have been they have an instagram account for her they have a facebook page for her her parents have been publicizing this greatly so her mother is a republican and southern baptist yeah and they stay in kansas city right Okay so now ever since the point of all this of course is to emphasize that these are all very conservative areas communities yeah. demographics so for a conservative family to be open to not only the idea of a transgender child but to actually support a child who at a very young age turns around and says that I think I'm the wrong gender yeah. as in my body and my inner self are in clash um that's a huge deal yeah. and there was in fact i mean the thing is that the national geographic cover comes almost as a pinnacle of publicity hmm. which has been happening for a while uh the parents had spoken to most f- uh, famously i think they had spoken to the new york times yeah. about raising a transgender child um and yeah i mean i know you're not entirely comfortable with this no so i'm entirely comfortable with people being transgenders huh. i have a very big problem with children being made into role models especially by their parents because mm. children at the end of the day are children there is a reason why we don't think that a child you should have sex with a child we do, there's a reason why we don't think a child should drive mm. we your emotional faculties and your thinking faculties are not totally developed to the point where you can take decisions completely for yourself hmm. and i don't think you can disregard that i'm not saying i'm sure this child thinks that she is a girl but for the parents and it's a tough enough minefield to maneuver for a child that now i have to come to i have to tell people that i'm a girl i'm a boy who's a girl now without now having to take on this mantle of being the role model for transgender children hmm. and it just reminds me of what i was telling you these beauty pageant kids who when you and there have been shows on discovery and all about very famous beauty pageant kids who are extremely precocious and seem to know what they are talking about but when these a lot of these documentaries have charted these children's lives when they grow up So, and they are pretty much basket cases or right. slightly off kilter much like the Mickey Mouse club where Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears all of them were part of and they do and say And Ryan Gosling by the way. And Ryan Gosling and all that for every success story that's been there they've been Britney Spears has said it herself that all Lindsay Lohan and all that the pressure of celebrity and of being in the public eye from the time when we were 6 and 7 years old 
was horrible at that point we loved it but now we realize how tough and i just feel parents are like you're living your dreams through your child and if you want to be a good parent support the child you don't need to put her on national geographic cover i don't think it's fair to equate the beauty pageant world with the media attention that being trans as a child has come with i don't think that's a fair comparison beauty pageants are a lot so much of it is about you know certain conventions and a certain strictness and also performances and a complete artifice whereas the media publicity that has happened here has been about throwing attention to a really important issue but through a 9 year old but not through a 9 year old through the parents of a 9 year old who are using the 9 year old no if you look at the new york times essay it is about her father writing about being a trans the parent to a transgender don't put your child on the cover no but I the just... child is on the cover you're you're assuming a certain uh, lack of agency which is problematic just because she's 9 doesn't mean she doesn't have a right to decide i don't think she has the enough men- mental faculties to realize what the fallout is but it's and also this has been, but I'm not one second this out of like pulling it no, out no, of my no hold ass. on hold on hold on one but second you're also i mean ju- any child on the cover is a problem any child on any, any child cover. being made a role model for something like this it's not but like it's you're not an about, athlete it's it not is a- it she is being made the face of transgender children and i feel it is a difficult enough thing for a child to have to come to terms with over time she's still she's not even a teenager and i think the parents are using her like many parents do that to live your moment in the sun out through your child so i don't, I don't understand I don't why you can't that. support her without I, putting her I on a cover i think that's a huge assumption that you're making I'm making that yeah. assumption. So I I don't think this can be good for any child. Uh again you're making an assumption which I don't I mean first of all I don't know if the parents are living their dream of publicity through her because if they are then I mean I don't know that. It's as simple as no, that. No no, I'm However, saying that, the that's fact what I is, feel. Right? The fact is that parenting especially of a transgender child is a really difficult situation and one which because there hasn't been enough talk on this subject has led to children being terribly abused there were famous cases now famous cases of children who were assigned a certain gender because their parents just couldn't deal with the idea of a transgender child and that led to tremendous problems and when people talk about certain things i believe that if it is responsibly done if it is done in an exploitative and extortionist manner i absolutely agree with you yeah, that it is but who knows when it crosses that line right i well, think it's too much of a risk to take with a child that what you consider non exploitative i'm sure even lindsay lohan's parents thought no, they were exploiting no but national geographic is a pretty responsible space to take your child to the silences that surround sexuality the silences that allow stereotypes to take over they're the reason that these problems come up so there have to be places in which you can have these conversations in a way that's responsible and not tabloidy and it's only going to happen by people like the jacksons coming forward and saying that hey this is how it works and it's not a bad thing i disagree i think the child will grow up to be a basket case and uh, the parents can then say but at least we spoke about it 
So right at the start of uh, this podcast, we played you a small clip. And like I told you, that's from Madonna's speech delivered at this year's Billboard Woman of the Year Awards. It's a longish speech, which goes on for about 11 minutes. And in it, there are certain things that I don't think were necessarily public knowledge about Madonna's life, not the least of which is that uh, she faced quite an amount of violence when she first moved to New York. Um, and that uh, she has constantly felt like that she is at the butt of a misogynist industry. What did you think of the speech? I thought it was excellent. So she uh, basically won the Woman of the Year Award, which is why she was uh, making the speech, and Anderson Cooper gave it to her, gave her the award. And she's spoken about being raped and being beaten up and being attacked and mugged before, especially in that book which she had done, which mm. had a lot of explicit pictures of her. And uh, But the uh, sort of obstacles she faced while she has made it to becoming Madonna at the end of the day is something I don't think she's ever really spoken about, as you said. that Because she is a self-made musician. Mm. She did not marry a well-known musician or a, like marrying Sean Penn didn't do anything for her music I think career. it might have done more for Sean yeah, Penn actually. because at that point she was already Madonna. But uh, so if anyone is a self-made musician, it is her. It's not even like Michael Jackson who came from the Jackson family. Yeah. And Madonna had her own sound. She was her, she was her own woman and she created songs which were very wild for the time which was like a virgin and papa don't preach yeah. and so on but what i liked about the way she spoke was there were there were points where her voice cracks and uh where she seems like near to tears. bursting into tears but she put in just the right amount of humor she mm. said it with just the the tone in which she spoke was what I think made the difference because it was not preachy, it was not whiny. And, and it was quite aggressive in its own yeah. way. She set herself up as a counterpart to someone as legendary in the musical yeah. sphere as Prince, for example. In one point she says that, you know, there was Prince going around in fishnet so stockings with his butt hanging out. And nobody was saying and anything. And nobody had any problems with that. But they had so many problems about Madonna being um, using herself as a sex object. And it was it was a good week, actually, last week for sort of, you know, solitary female figures. You had um, Madonna winning Woman of the Year. You had uh, Jin of Rogue One, which has turned out to be one of the most successful films in the Star Wars. And uh, which news has just come out that the Jedi Order has failed in its attempt to register itself as a rig religious group. That's very sad. That's, it's just Guardian has just released this news that the Temple of Jedi Order's application has been has been rejected by the Charity Commission on basis that it is not a cogent and distinct religion. Since uh, since we've been talking a lot about Madonna, I thought that we would make our question this week about her. But before I give you the question, here's something that I was very surprised by. Exactly zero people got last week's question. I had asked how big in the list of biggest diamonds, where does Kohinu rank? Nobody knew. It's and the ninetieth. Also, apparently, it's the ninetieth biggest diamond. So it is not that big, as it turns out. 
But uh, yeah, nobody knew. Let's hope you hit it with this one. Uh, Madonna is known as a actress, as an author, as a singer. Uh, I think she's also produced films, if I'm not mistaken. She's directed a film as well. She has also written children's books. And I want you to tell me what is the first children's book Madonna wrote. I'll give you a hint. It was published in 2003. Let me know if you do know. It is truly one Google away. And uh, send us your answers at contact at newslaundry.com. You can also tweet your answers to us because we do indeed read. And uh, if there are any suggestions you have, you should let us know. Meanwhile, you should subscribe to News Laundry or buy our fantastic merchandise, like I said. And um, yeah. That's about all we have for you this week. So, um, thank you, Miss Sen. Thank you, Miss Paul. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.